Hello, everybody. Before we dive into the episode today, I want to remind you of our sponsor, Routine. When we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, most of that expelling vapors and sweating. So when you wake up in the morning, most likely you are dehydrated. And whether you know it or not, a lot of people go and grab that cup of coffee. Uh, What does that do? Well, it makes you more dehydrated. Um, Routine has come up with a proprietary product called Morning Routine. Uh, It comes in a single-serve packet that I just tear open, dump into my water first thing in the morning, shake it up, and I'm good to go. Each of these packets contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. This concoction honestly makes me feel hydrated. It makes me feel awake and alive even before getting caffeine in me. Um, And it's become a part of my morning routine. So routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. If this sounds interesting to you, uh, check out yourroutine.com. If you guys want to try morning routine or any of their other products, Uh, they also have green superfoods. They have vitamin D supplements. They have apple cider vinegar gummies as well as elderberry gummies. Um, Great products, great team. Uh, If you want to check them out, again, yourroutine.com. And if you guys use code ShaneWhite30, you'll get 30% off your first order. Uh, I will also add that link to the show notes. All right, everybody, today's episode. This is a a, a repeat guest, Nick Boscovich. He is the co-founder and uh, CEO, uh, the man really leading the charge behind. uh, if, If you're someone from Chicago, you may have stopped into one of their locations. Uh, He runs High Vibe. High Vibe is a superfood juicery. Um, We get into it on the podcast. If you didn't hear the first episode, uh, we get into a little bit more around what High Vibe is. This episode was really, uh, you know, a check-in. I haven't talked to him in podcast form in in about a year since our first recording. And I wanted to have him on now that we've been through uh, such a, you know, a I would say turmoil filled year with COVID for businesses, especially businesses like his. Uh, I think Nick is the only guest I've had on the podcast that actually runs a a brick and mortar business, right? He owns uh, these these superfood juiceries that have physical locations. Um, And it's been wild to see what they've done to pivot during the pandemic. And we talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, Definitely a lot of the pandemic. Nick is a, if you follow him on on social media and I will, I will tag his Instagram handle. uh, He, He's very open and honest about his beliefs on what's going on in the world, especially with COVID. So he's a he's a character. I've loved to get to know the guy. Uh, Nick is an awesome, awesome guest to have on the podcast. So thank you, Nick, for taking the time to come back on. And if you guys are in Chicago, check it out. There's, they have two locations, both downtown, but they also deliver out to some of the suburbs. So if you're a Chicago resident listening to this, definitely check out High Vibe. I've added all of the links to learn more about them in the show notes. All right, everybody, without further ado, give it up for Nick Boscovich. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, jumping right in here. We started talking a little bit pre-recording, but wanted to welcome Nick Boscovich back to the show. Nick, welcome to Simply Finance with Shane White, my friend. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Yeah. The first, if you remember the first time we did this, you did it uh, from your sauna, which I, that was, that was a first for the podcast. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I'm doing it from my mom's dining room. <laughs> that might be a first too. That might be a first too. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so I wanted to get you back on. Uh, Nick is a business owner here in Chicago. So lots to talk about there and, and with the pandemic and everything, Nick is, uh, he's definitely someone who I wanted to get back on and just get his opinion. He's got a He's got his own perspective on everything that's going on. So I thought it'd be a, a great second episode together. So first of all, I guess, Nick, would you mind just giving everyone who's listening, who maybe didn't hear the first episode, just a little background into your business here in Chicago, one of a few, but of High Vibe. Um, yeah. So High Vibe, well, we're 100% organic, superfood juicery. Uh, we, we specialize in a very progressive tonic menu that would consist of... Uh, organic mold, toxin-free coffee, uh, matcha and pu'er teas, shaga tea um, that are all laced with, very intentionally laced with superfoods and adaptogens 
to help achieve a, you know, different goals. Um, we also, uh, we also, uh, make, uh, produce our own bone broth, oh, uh, our cleanse, and these things all feed into our cleanse programming, which is really like the centerpiece of it all right now. Um, our, we've, we really have like revolutionized the, the cleanse game. Um, uh, it's extremely successful part of our business, very unique, um, experience. It's concierge from start to finish. Um, you get, you know, our, our cleanse clients get, there's three different protocols that they get to choose from keto, which is low sugar AIP, which is an autoimmune protocol. And, uh, the new one is our alkaline phyto, uh, protocol, which is, uh, it's focused on plant-based ingredients, um, alkali, very alkalizing and, uh, provides like more of a deep, uh, digestive or colon cleanse. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, love it. Um, yeah. And, and it's, like I said, it's a concierge process from start to finish. You know, there's we offer complimentary consults, um, every day of your cleanse each morning, you'll receive a text or you'll receive a video from yours truly, nice. um, kind of like, kind of like a pep talk and, and also informational for like what your body's going through. Why the kind of like providing a little why to your process for that day, you know, I guess, uh, also refresh your memory, you know, remind you of the reasons why you started a cleanse. You get one of those each morning via text message. Uh, we deliver now to a roughly 60 mile radius of the city of Chicago. So we do that twice a week. We might start doing it three times a week, but right now that wouldn't make sense, but hopefully it will in the near future. Um, we've got two shops downtown. Our flagship is on Kinsey and River North, uh, Kinsey between LaSalle and Wells. And then uh, the new one that we opened up last May is on Ashland at North Ashland Avenue in Lakeview. So it's just north of Diversity uh, on Ashland and Lakeview. Awesome. So, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So it's been a journey. We've, we've done a lot of pivoting and a lot of adapting over the past year and a half. And um, I couldn't be more proud and grateful for the, for the team, uh, the individuals that make up our team. So, yeah, man. It's no, good. love it. Love it. I mean, it's funny. Um, last time we talked, I know you and I had, when we talked and I was trying to look before, um, it, I know it was like right when I feel like the pandemic was just in this really weird spot. Like it had gone through the first wave, but we weren't quite to like the craziness of summer yet. Um, so I guess for everyone listening yet, you own, like you said, you deliver. So like people who want to try it, who live somewhat close to the city of Chicago can try it. You also obviously have the two shops. So for you're one of the few people I've had on here that owns like physical retail shops. What is that just at a very macro level been like through COVID? Because I can only imagine it's been tough, but then we kind of came out of it and it seems like things are getting better. And then for people not that don't know, Chicago's back to masks again. And just curious how all of the evolution of all of this has, has gone for you guys. Well, um, it's been a, it's been it's been a journey, you know, it's yeah. everything's a journey. Right. But this is, uh, the physical shops, it's been really difficult. And, um, and I feel like more, um, we've accepted, um, kind of like a, a responsibility or a duty to, for our team to remain positive and uplifting, you know, like one of our core values is vibes on high. And what Love that's that. referring is to like energy attitude. We want everybody that steps in our space to feel better when they, you know, while they're there, but also when they leave, you know, and like, and for us to provide that ripple effect for our community. Um, so masks make that um, extremely difficult uh, yeah. to achieve. The human connection um, is, is, uh, is greatly affected by the presence of a mask on one or both individuals. Um, so, you know, navigating that kind of like finding our, our, our sweet spot and how we manage that. Um, there's nothing that's been more painful for me as a, as a business owner and a leader of, of this organization over the past year and a half, nothing's been more painful than the mask. Like the fact that like my, my team, was forced to mask a wear a mask um, and inhibit their breathing for, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, six, eight, 10 yeah. hours a day. Um, so, you know, we've found, we've, we've like kind of found our, like our, uh, 
I guess, our operating procedure when it comes to that. And it's unique. Um, it's more lax than most places I would say, or every place probably. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. Like you can't please everyone ever. Sure. Like you can never please everyone. And that that's more true now than, than ever. And right now you've just got to, you've got to make a decision on like, who are you going to, who do you want to serve? Who do you, who are your people and lean into that and lean in hard, you know? So that's, that's what we've done. You know, like we're, um, we're, it's, it's easy for, for everything to turn into a political argument. And, uh, I am very apolitical, anti-political. Um, I'm with I you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, 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 I mean, I view it all as a puppet show and a distraction from, um, the real problems, the real issues. And, um, and it, and it, I feel like it taps into this, uh, this, I guess like the, what the politics and the, these mandates and these, you've got these different agencies, whether it's the CDC or the NIH, or they're all private corporations. Sorry, my phone's across the room. Oh, you're good. Okay. Um, but the, you know, they don't, they don't have authority over us, you know, like there, there's, there's human rights. And um, these are, these are rights that we're born with. And they're not granted by any, but by any governing authority. There's no man that I, that I granted authority over me or my body or my decisions. So, um, so I think that's important. And and I, and I wish that people would recognize that and, and accept responsibility for their own lives. Um, Because what the political theater provides is an excuse, an excuse to blame others and to, defer responsibility and and an excuse i guess to not not provide yourself an alternative like provide solutions you know and it's just like yeah, this yeah, yeah. whiny bitch fest both sides of the of, of every topic and and it's quite clear to me that it's divide every which way you can white black rich poor anti-mask, pro-mask, anti-vax, pro-vax. It's, you know, I mean, religions, it's, it's never ending and it's just divide, 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 you know? So, uh, it's been very eye-opening and interesting to be a part of and observe, you know? Yeah. Well, it's been interesting. It's, it's fun. It's funny to hear that perspective. I totally agree for all of that, actually. Um, first of all, but second of all, you know, my, my world flipped when this, when COVID hit, because I went from being, you know, having to go to the train station, being with all these people, being in an office in downtown Chicago and then commuting home to then overnight, everything's in my house. So I'm, I'm at home. I work from home. My gym is in my garage. So I work out there. Like, I technically like don't have to leave unless I need groceries. You know what I mean? And that was such a, there was such a change of everything. Um, But for someone like you who owns a physical location, like it put such a damper in just like your day to day, I'm sure. And like your team running the business. Um, Mm -hmm. It seems, it it also seems strange. I mean, this is what I get frustrated with for, for hearing people like you who like have to have the actual, I feel like you guys get way more of the impact than I do, for example. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I have to go to a store and wear a mask, like, yeah, I don't agree with it, but like, that's like the end of my interaction with it. When I go home for you guys who like live in it and it's like part of your every day. Like I, I feel like I would probably be a lot louder about it. Um, it, It's just frustrating. There's no, there's been no like commonality, like whether it's just the U S whether it's state by state. Like I think the frustrating thing for me all along is now we've, we've been in this for a year and what a year and a half. And there's no commonality. Like even from a scientific lens, how is there no, just like, this is what is best. And this is what isn't that number one frustrates me, but number two, and this is one of the reasons I want to talk to you. I think what's mind blowing to me, whether you're vax, anti-vax, whatever, all the different things you just mentioned, there's never any conversation around just being healthier. Like this is such an opportunity to teach people to like eat better. Like, I mean, exercise. If you think about it, if you want to break down the guidance coming, the guidelines coming from these health organizations, there's nothing, there's not a single peep that is actually good for your health. They're actually the opposite. Yeah. Suffocate yourself. 
inject some experimental poisons and <laughs> hide from the sun, isolate yourself, don't have any interaction with others. It's insane. Yeah. You know, and that's insane. just on the physical side. And that's nothing, you know, doesn't touch the mental side of just like we've all been, you know, in our homes for how right. long. It's it's wild. You know, it's funny, even you saying that, um, me and my wife went to a concert at like Tinley Park uh last weekend. It was the first time I've been to an event that big since all this started. And I'll be honest, like we, me and my wife were talking about it when we left and we were like, it, it felt it, it, we shouldn't feel this odd to be around people again, but there's like this inherent mental feeling of like, there are so many people and we're so, you know what I mean? And it's crazy. Like what the long, like, I always wonder like for kids that are going through this, uh, I think that's probably have a bigger impact. You know, if I, if I spent a year and a half or two years, like not hanging around as many kids and wearing masks, what that would, what that turns into. And it's kind of, I think yeah. that's like a crazy part. That's, you know, I don't yeah, know. And I mean, if, and if you, if you really like, un, there's a lot to unpack there too, you know, with like mental and emotional trauma, like, you know, you're, they're being taught to be afraid of each other, that they could be a danger to others that, you know, they're not able to read mannerisms and express, you know, expression, physical expressions of people. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird too. I mean, I know you, I know you have a strong opinion on the masks. What, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like, I guess the longer I've learned about it and, and obviously being a part of this, it almost seems like, and I, I just love to hear your opinion on this. And I was telling my wife this this morning, I said, it, it just, it blows my mind that we want, like, first of all, even from like the government's perspective, if you want more people to get this vaccine, if that's just, if that was your goal, North star, we want everyone in the U S to get it. Doesn't going back to masks just totally disincentivize those who've been holding off anyway? Like, it's just like all of their decisions, like they seem to always back, like they're crisscrossing back on what they said previously. It just, yeah. And then I think that just like totally devalues what the, what the vaccine was supposed to accomplish, especially mm -hmm. now that like there's all these new variants that they don't, it doesn't even matter against. I don't know. It's just, it's so funny to step back and like watch these people do this to me. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the double speak, which is what you're saying, like that all these contradictory, like statements or orders or mandates or opinions coming a lot of times, like from the same person yeah, is I believe by design, it's like meant to, it's meant to keep everyone confused, angry, um, and divisive again, you know, cause no matter where you are, like there, you have an enemy in, the, in this argument in these, in these, sure. with, in these topics, yeah. you know? Um, and with the reintroduction of the mask, um, I think that there's, I, I think that, I think that it's going to be, um, a very painful cold and flu season this winter. Um, you know, You've, you there's going to be a lot of people with comp- compromised immune systems and that's you know always the time when people do get sick you know yeah. do get cold so i think like what that's going to actually look like that might actually be a uh you know something that is is more real than anything we've seen yet um yeah i don't know i don't know did i answer your question yeah no you did yeah. you did yeah no i i'm with you 100 percent um I don't know. It's crazy from like a business perspective. I mean, do, does this like with masks coming back on, does it change the amount of people that come into high vibe? Does it, yes. does it have any other? Yeah, it does. I was gonna say, cause yeah. I think inherently like it makes me not want to go places knowing I have to wear a mask. Yeah. Now. We're down about, th- we're down about 20% last week. And that was when that's, a, that's a direct result. You know, it makes it, it uh, you know, and it's like, you know, and I'm like, this is on us to just like figure it out. You know, we've got to solve. This is, this is the problem not to solve. Like, how do we get more people in here? Um, I think, I think that the mask has an, has like a, an effect in a lot of different ways. You know, um, you've got a certain percentage of the people that are, that are, um, sincerely frightened. Um, and then you've got probably a larger percentage of people that are depressed, depressed that this is this is what we've just uh you know that we're that we're back to this misery you know so um and then there's a small percentage of people that are just 
you know, that are angry and refusing to comply. Yeah. So right. either way, you know, it doesn't matter what party you're in there, whether you're depressed or you're scared or you're angry, it's, uh, it's not good for the juice business, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and I, I, it, and it's probably not for anything. Although the depressed, I think they would tend to like, I think they tend to uh, reach for comforting non-healthy uh, foods. So, which then circles right back to what we just said about, you know, they're not talking at all about diet, exercise, putting good things in your body. It's crazy. That's crazy. And I I actually, I just looked back. So we, we had our first episode the beginning of December of 2020. So, you know, what, nine months ago from then, I remember one of the things you also were working on was more of a like e-com and you mentioned delivery, which I'm assuming is Mm -hmm. through that. When this happens again, I mean, is your assumption that like maybe that's an avenue that, that's going to have to be pumped harder if people are, you know, less willing to leave again because of masks? Yeah, I mean, we try, we actually like, you know, it's it's like we're always like in the middle of like some sort of like new initiative or new project or new strategy. Um, and I, we invested a lot into ads. Okay. Uh, this would have been, I guess, in the spring of this year. And man, it is not, fuck. It was like a miserable uh, initiative for me, you know, because yeah, it was like, I mean, I, I had, I had a team and and we had like really skilled individuals, which created a, you know, it, because we had like a art director, we had an ads director. um, You've got like social media manager. You've got my my, you know, all purposes of business manager and Eric, um, Presley, who's like our tech guy, like my wife, myself, there was a lot of us involved in this. We, yeah. we also had, um, <clears throat> another girl that was more like video focused. I don't, I, I can't think of titles for all these people. Sure. No, I get it. But I'm just trying to think like, yeah. And so it turned into like, I guess like a bloated department and marketing and branding and the creative side of things. Like that's what I love, you know? So and we were having these weekly meetings and they were just, I would just look at my wife and be like, dude, I hate the, our marketing meetings. Like they are so low vibe. Like I, it's like, I'm, I'm frustrated, angry, depressed, like after oh, them, no. like I should yeah. be excited, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, and it was because we were trying, we, you know, okay, if we've got an ads manager, then that means you need to put, we need to put a to justify this guy's existence. And once you do that, then it's like, if every, if it's not performing, it creates this like pressure cooker. So yeah, that's, what, right. and I think that's what happened was like, we all, instead of like having fun, like we are currently doing with our marketing efforts. Yeah. Um, it was, it was much more like a job and work and, um, you know, and there was like some finger pointing going on and it was like, to we just have to like clip this whole thing. And, and like, so that's what we did. And, uh, and I was like, I'm like, listen, and like my, my, my team, my leadership team was like a little bit, um, I think they were a little bit nervous or wary by that decision that like, listen, we're just going to like cut this department and get back to like the roots and just have fun. We're going to keep it really focused and really, you know, look for like maximum exposure or maximum return on everything that we do. So like, we're going to do a social media post. We're going to boost it or turn it into an ad if it's appropriate you know, modest ad spend. You were going to share. I did all these, I did a video for all of our, every product that we have, including like cleanses and some of our different like variety boxes and programming that's available on our site. So we, we post one of those every week. We put a boost by that. Just like really focus, like simplifying it down, simply financing it down to like, yeah, like as much as we possibly could. And I'm like, just listen guys. Like, I think that like, we're going to be pleasantly surprised that like, all we need to just click, you know, cut the noise, trim the fat. And well, it sounds like you're trying to get that back to like, you know, more of like a scrappy roots, like high ROI, everything, which makes sense. Yeah. That just wasn't, yeah, that, and that, that approach just wasn't for us. And now, you know, we did that and we've had, um, several recent sales highs, like weekly and monthly. So, um, wow. so it's worked and it's like, you know, with less, I could use a little help. It's a little bit too much on, on me, I think, but, uh, you know, with all the other things I have going on, but, um, but it feels good, you know, and kind of like get back to the roots and like, that's, that's, I've, you know, throughout this 
seven years now of, uh, uh, since we founded the business that it's, you know, that happens like cyclically, you know, like, Oh, we're like, Oh, we got to get back to our roots on this. Got to get back to the roots. And like, whenever we do, it works and it's good and it feels great, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's so awesome. it was like, it was like, we needed to try that because I was on this mission, like this mindset where like our delivery needs to equal what we're selling in the shops, you know, like, okay. it, like, cause we've got this sky high ceiling for this 60 mile radius of Chicago land, sure. you know, like yeah. there's no reason that those numbers shouldn't be, it should beat the store numbers. And so I was like, you know, I thought we could do it through ads and like, and, and, you know, in the, and like, you know, in all fairness, I think that a big part of that was this, and I, and I don't get too much, I don't know a whole lot about this, but there was like a change of like the Apple, like iOS yeah, something. Yeah. So it, it just, became harder to track, yeah. harder to target. At harder a high to, level, you know, as I say, I, I, what I've seen is just, you can choose whether or not you're tracked. So now it's like mm-hmm. the, the data is not necessarily clean. It's like yeah. your sample size, or maybe if five people out of a hundred said yes, then it looks like you're not, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and you know, you've got this team that we're putting all this energy and all this resources into the, this, this ad endeavor. And, sure. uh, you know, and then we'd, we'd go through our weekly report. It was like, what was our return on ad spend? And I'd be like, oh my God, like you can only, you know what I mean? It was like, I felt like for two months I was like, well, we can't do this for much longer. We can't do this for yeah, much longer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but, and, and like that part of that might've been, you know, that, that the op, that, that the, you know, the data wasn't there to, uh, it wasn't as available, you know, yeah. but, but like I said, getting back to the roots, like we are a small business, we are hyper local. That's like, that'll never change because of the, you know, because of what our product is being raw, organic, highly perishable, sh- really short shelf life. This is yeah. it. And this is, and like, you know, it's nothing to feel sorry about or feel sorry for ourselves for, because that's also what keeps the big boys out, you know? So sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. I, I assumed it was highly perishable. Um, so that answers my question because I was going to, I was curious, like even out by me in Elmhurst, I mean, there's probably not an opportunity to like be on a shelf even. Right. Cause it just, it wouldn't last long enough. Yeah. You will. You Well, I mean, it's gotta be a refrigerated shelf. Yeah. You've got, sure. uh, and a refrigerated shelf, you've got four to five days, depending on the product. So at that point you'd have to have quick turns and you couldn't like yeah. ever ship product to like a uh, whole foods, even out here. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you, can, you actually, you can't, even if you, even if you wanted to, you technically can't because the way the FDA regulates um, unpassed juice is that it needs to be sold direct to consumer. So there is no wholesaling for resale. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. Again, well, that, there you keep, go. that keeps the big boys out too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, then, I mean, does it seem like, you know, where you're at and where the business is that like, trying to get more in delivery or opening up more locations makes or to both like for you and we're being the boss and where does your head go as yeah, far well, as like, it, I mean, this is, this is actually good timing for this conversation because this is something that I've been, uh, I've, I've had, uh, the help of a very high level operations, professional hospitality nice. operations, professional that's been working with me for the last couple of years. And our plan or ideas, I guess, I shouldn't say plan, like more of like our ideas over the last couple of years has, has really changed in like what we thought the way to grow is because, you know, not to toot my own horn because I'm obviously biased, but we are far too good at what we do to just be a local company. You know, like we've got, there's, I'm obsessive about everything. So you know, everything's always like better, better. How do we streamline? How do we make this simpler? How do we make that a better experience? And, um, and I've got like this great leadership team under me and or around me, I should say, not under me, around me. Um, and you know, there, there was a time where I thought franchise, I had no interest in franchising. Um, I thought this business is way too complex. It's way too hard. There's way too many corners that you could cut and just fuck up the whole thing. Okay. And yeah. you know, and it's, this isn't like, you know, some guy that owns a bunch of seven 11s is going to like, like plug and play a high right. five. It's right. not going to work like that. Um, but I have since really changed my stance on that. Um, and we've always had, there's always been a lot of interest in franchising high vibes. Um, you know, for, 
I guess since probably a year in, we've received, you know, there were times where I'd receive like several inquiries a week for people wanting to franchise and bring high vibe to Colorado, uh, Nashville, Dallas, Tampa, Phoenix, all over the country. Sure. I and these are places that I would be excited to expand into. Um, these are like great, a lot of them great markets. And, um, and that's actually like where we've kind of come to realize that, you know, I'm really good at a lot of things, but um, there's, you know, we as a team are really good at a lot of things. And, but if we're being realistic, like we don't really want to take on private equity and, and I don't want to continue to bear the burden of risking it all with every location that we open. Yeah. So, so, you know, and knowing that like a lot of these, um, a lot of these, you know, potential, uh, franchisees or like franchisee, like applicants, I guess you could say, or whatever. Um, knowing a lot of them, like I know they're, they were regulars of ours that maybe moved or they visited us when they were, you know, visiting Chicago. Um, knowing that a lot of them are, I guess the right kind of people, the kind of people I want to work with. I, I highly value more than ever, like the people that I work with, you okay. know, and the people yeah. that yeah. I serve, right. That we serve and kind of realizing that like, because I, you know, I've had calls with franchise. Uh, I've got family friends that uh, started the Spanga franchise, oh, which yeah. is out yeah, in the yeah. burbs and they sold like, I don't even, I forget the number. They sold like th- hundreds of units of that and they only built one one prototype in uh wow I, I forget if it was like moline or so i don't know somewhere uh, there's one down the street from me yeah yeah and uh they might have taken over the elmhurst one or something i don't know but anyway like these guys know what they're doing they, they were founders of a large gym franchise and i had a call with them to kind of explore like w- you know what would what does franchising look like could that work for us and talking to them like it was a lot about there's a big focus, like a big aspect of, of, of the endeavor is the sales and, you know, and they, they, you know, finding the right broker there, there are these like franchise networking groups. Oh, interesting. Um, and, and like, there was a, there's like heavy focus on that. And like, we got off that call and I like marinated with, you know, I sat on that and like processed that for, for a few weeks and for us you know i've got you know i've got a list of several dozen um potential franchisees or people that were at least interested like i don't i don't really like want to have hundreds of franchises you know like yeah like to me that's like that's not how i would want to start i don't have that that infrastructure in place like as far as like our leadership and our capability so and um and also even, like, even at like a high level though, like, could you explain to everyone? Like, how does it, how does it work? So when you're like thinking about it, like, is it someone like pays you a sum to like get the high vibe name, but then there's like a way of working and a way of like coming to the consumer. That's like copy and pasted from your current locations that they would adopt. Yeah, how does I mean, that all work? So franchise essentially is like, they would own the, their business. So, you know, say it's uh say it's Nashville. There'd be maybe the company's name, High Vibe Nashville. And okay. they would be owners of that unit. Um, we would, they would, we would provide them. It's, it's essentially like licensing our, our branding. Yeah. Our, all of our, all of our trademarks, our menus, our processes. Um, and, and then providing them with support along the way and, um, uh, you know, marketing support, problem solving, uh, sure. You're like partners everything. in a way. Every, yeah, yeah, everything. And, um, and, and that, and that was part, well, I guess that like, that was part of it was that, you know, like why I didn't think like, go, like staying this like corporate growth made sense. Like, cause yeah, we could tackle like one market, but then like that would take several years. Sure. And, and then what I was if, thinking like, if we wanted to do this national rollout, the, the, the team that we would need to have in place yeah to achieve something like that would for one be very expensive um and two like like because it would be so expensive 
like how many units would we need to even reach like break even, you know? Sure. And, okay. Yeah. And then, and then where I'm thinking like, okay, but we do know how to do what we do really well. So like we could just be like those, like shepherd these franchisees along the way and answer their questions and be there to support them and be there for their openings and help them like build that community. And then you've got the, you know, the, their, their local founder, their local, uh, you know, owner operator that is the me that is like that local face and that glue for the community. And, and, uh, and really like what, one of the, one of the things I love the most about this business is that, you know, there's, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of franchises that, you know, that one could, one, one could invest in that would be maybe like more financially attractive, but where I don't think anybody could beat us is on kind of like those X factor variables. Like, this business, if you bring a high vibe to your, to your community, the people that you are going to attract, both as your customers and as your employees, are the cream of the crop. They are the people that you want to surround yourself with. Yeah, and yeah, and that can't be, you know, and that to me, like that's that's a that's the best. That's like the icing on the cake of it all. Sure, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so like we. Yeah. So then if someone, if you did decide to go down that route, does someone pay you like a one, is it like someone would have to pay you a one-time fee to get started and then you get yeah. like a percent each month of revenue? Is that kind of how it works? So it's, yeah. So typically it's uh there's a franchise fee. Okay. So like the upfront fee um, and those vary, I think like kind of like a roundabout numbers, like 50 grand, okay. um, something like that. And that's basically to cover like the expenses of our training them yeah. on everything. Yeah. Um, and, and there's also fees um, that have to be, you know, each state is different. So okay. there's a lot of red tape around it. So sure, like I, I sure. did explore like if there was ways to kind of some loopholes to kind of like not technically be a franchise, but still, you know, pursue this path. Yeah. And it's not really. But, um, but yeah, so there would be a franchise fee up front. And typically if you've got these agencies, like they would be getting, you know, 50% of that fee, I think would oh, be like, wow. maybe like a typical, um, yeah, like the, the, the franchise or, um, they're not making money until the business is open and making sales. Like sure. That's what, that's when like money starts to come in. So, um, so you've got the upfront franchise fee and then you've got the, um, there'd be royalties associated. So I think like typically royalties range from like anywhere from like five to 10%, depending okay. on like the nice. concept. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, you know, and that's, that's, uh, it's paid forever. You know, like that's like a month, that's like a monthly check that they would call. Yeah. So interesting. A lot of, yeah, a lot it of seems times like, like there's, and a lot of times, like, it sounds like a lot of like the more successful, um, maybe like progressive models, they, they, they include like 1% that's, going to be spent on marketing for them because that's the thing like i see now you know we have a sms marketing yeah. program um we've got you know we've got ads and targeting and, and like i don't we, we've kind of like dabbled in all of this and i see that like there's there would be no reason for a franchisee to need to like to put that on them to have to like learn all of that you know like it took us a long time to learn all of that so like we could take that on and and do it for each each region or each, uh, you know, each like nucleus of location. So, you know, we're still working through the details. I haven't, um, I haven't cut the fat check to the attorneys yet to sure. actually, to create, to actually yeah. put it all into motion, but there's I mean, been a lot of, a lot yeah. of exploratory no, it, conversations. It sounds, exciting. it sounds like a very big, um, it sounds like an inflection point of like, you know, staying a smaller business and like to your point like that sounds like you'd need like a massive team of people around you to execute um mm -hmm. totally different trajectories i'm sure as far as just like what a corporate team looks like and and everything would you ever consider almost like something in between where it's like you know you start hitting some like really popular pockets in the suburbs just because like yeah i mean i mean I, i'll be honest with you the one thing that's funny and i thought about before we came on um, my wife, I don't know where she got into it. She, we have a whole foods down the street and she went over one day and she just wanted a green drink. She just like wanted one. And they made her this crate, this, this green drink. It was really good. Strong had some like cayenne and some stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And I, then I thought of you and I'm like, Oh man, like 
there's a lot of people in the in the burbs and you know this but you know they would, they would love to go and like go to a high vibe if it was close by and, and, and buy all that stuff so yeah. i don't know just it's interesting to think i'm sure you go you would have a ton of demand out here and you, you probably see that in some of your shipping yeah i do i think i think the suburbs would be great um it's just like it's kind of and, and honestly like it's something that i struggle with because i'm i I'm uh, I'm certainly more driven to like create, build, you know, like that's what I want to do. I don't want to yeah. manage, you know. Yeah, like that's, sure. That's sure not me. So um, this process of franchising, I think for like the last six months or so, like I've we we've kind of like landed on that. That like yeah, that is what makes sense. That is what we should be pursuing. But then it was like I learned what's got to be done. It's like well, I got to pay lawyers to make the these financial <laughs> disclosure documents, and then I got to have a operations guy make this big operation very detailed thorough operations manual for everything it's like all these things that like i don't do yeah. so it was just kind of like all i'm doing is like writing checks for these things and it's like it's not exciting that's not exciting sure it, the end sure. the end having these new locations new franchisees you know rep like bringing this brand to all these different communities like that's exciting so i have to like remind myself of that but like yeah it's true like i'm we're building in northern michigan like i keep thinking like oh man traverse city would make a lot of sense it's like a sweet like little like affluent resort town you know yeah yeah and, and then like i'm staying in northwest indiana right now um uh part-time with like my with my mom and stepfather and this is where i grew up and there's like nothing out here and i'm like and like there's been such an influx from illinois chicago suburbs to here that it's like now and like i deliver to this area now so i see now that like this you know north northwest indiana could definitely support a high vibe and we've got a lot of support from elmhurst uh hinsdale like those surrounding like around hinsdale like sure clarendon hills oh yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah. we've got a lot like a lot of i mean there's an argument for every area of the suburbs i mean i keep seeing and, i don't know if you've been out recently uh like oakbrook like the big mall um they got um oh now i'm blanking um they got two or three of the like better for you like food restaurants they've mm-hmm. like kicked things out that are kind of yeah. honestly shitty food they've got like true food kitchen uh yeah. sweet green i think just came in so I, I was thinking about you the other day i was like oh yeah, yeah like a high vibe would just totally make sense right here in the center yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. So like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's a challenge yeah, for me to like, yeah. cause I mean, I start looking at real estate listings and then it's like, Oh shit. You know, next thing we know, I'm like going and looking at places we get tons. <laughs> there's so, and there's great opportunities right now to be had, you know, like yeah, we get yeah. emails weekly. Actually, I was just looking at one on, I just got an email from, uh, some guys on Randolph in the West. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's sure. a ton yeah. of opportunity yeah, yeah. and, you know, and I just like, you, but we've got to pick our path here, you know, because right. there's only so much capital to, to yeah right well i mean what's interesting Thanks. yeah yeah for sure no i know it's what i and kind of where the, the reason i was leading into that is it's been interesting being on the like the working side of this pandemic in chicago for example and thinking and i think we mentioned this last time but like you know i used to hop on the train there was a coffee shop in the train station in elmhurst i got a coffee there almost every morning went downtown and there was a place pretty close by. Uh, well, you guys are obviously close by too. And there, there's, there's multiple places where like, it wouldn't be uncommon to pop into more than one of those a day. And then you realize when you're not doing the commuting anymore, like, I just don't know. I'd be so curious the foot traffic. So I was curious if like the, some of those like heart, heart in the heart of downtown where a lot of the business people were, since a lot of them aren't going to back to the office now for who knows how long, um, if, if some of those people would start to do things out and more of the residential, like even like Lincoln parks and some of those spots where people, there's tons of people, yeah. um, there's maybe not commuting downtown anymore. Yeah. It's I mean, that's, you know, I, our, our Ashland location. Um, I, I mean, I, we love that location. We, the, the build out was beautiful. Uh, the location is central to so many neighborhoods on the is north that, side there. Is that the one you posted on Instagram the other day? It's yeah. Like, it's more of like a storefront, like yep. an actual like store on a corner. Yeah, that looks sweet. Yep. It's right on, a, yeah, it's on it's on Ashland, just north of Diversity. Um, on, it, there's a gigantic parking lot. Like our the center that we're a part of shares a parking lot with a jewel. So it's like this gigantic oh, wow. unlimited parking, free parking. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been tricky to build uh to build that steady foot traffic at that location. And same with Kinsey. Um, you know, the, the, the number of transactions that we aim for daily now is, uh, is very, uh, it's very, it's been very much adjusted uh, over the last year and a half from what it was before, because 
what I've found really interesting about River North is, um, you know, when, when the shutdowns and, and, uh, and restrictions began last year, obviously the, the foot traffic was hammered, right? It, that, yeah. it, it virtually like went away. Um, but that neighborhood is such a, such a great mix of like affluent young professionals that live there and work there. So, you know, we lost like, we lost all the, all the business traffic because there's no offices anymore. And, but, but enough people like live down there. Right. And it's close to like, you know, it's close to like a lot of entertainment kind of districts. Um, But since, you know, it seemed like the offices were back open this summer. Um, Now, I don't know how true that is. You probably know better than me, but the, the hustle and bustle never came back. Like oh, we used okay. to, I mean, we used to be open at six 30 in the morning and that traffic from seven 30 to nine was insane. You know, or like that. we would, yeah. yeah, it was like all hands on deck to, to like manage that. And, um, and you know, like I said, it made sense that that went away, but this summer when everything was like back open, um, it never came back. And that was like, that's been like perplexing to me because, you know, you hear people like going to work. Well, it's like, but where did that go? Cause I mean, you'd see it on the streets in river North, you know, like yeah. people were hustling and bustling all over on their way to work, commuting to yeah. work in the morning. And that's no longer. So I don't know. No, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I went downtown for the first time um, two weeks ago. It was the first time I've been downtown in the morning in a year and a half. And it was weird. It was so weird. Like how little, like when I used to walk to the RX office, I mean, it was wall to wall people five wide in both directions on Wacker, for example. Like, I mean, you just, you were, it was, it was just, it was just constant people for as far as the eye could see. And now you go down there and there's just a few people sprinkled in. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's crazy. Just the foot traffic alone. Yeah. A few people are down there. Yeah. Right. And then, but then you'll see, but then like, uh, I remember my dad's told me several times that he's like went down in the, into the loop for whatever a point, I don't know, to go to the bank or whatever his errands were. And that he would go into like parking structures and he'd have to go all the way to the roof to park, which, cause it was that, packed. I'm like, well, where the hell are they yeah, at? I yeah, don't know. That's that. So that's the weird thing too. Like I was going to say like, but driving downtown, the traffic is just as bad as it's ever been. So it's like, yep. where are these people all going? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> It's right. so strange. Yeah, when we started the delivery uh, endeavor last spring, you know, people would always ask me, like, well, what are you going to do when the when traffic comes back? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not worried about that now. <laughs> oh, fuck. It sure came back this yeah. year. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, my God. We're, like, thinking, like, do we need to change what time we're doing this? And, like, you know. It's crazy. Traffic, traffic is worse than yeah. ever. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's nuts. Well, that's wild, man. I mean, there, there's lots of stuff changing. The one thing I will give you credit on, it seems like you guys are always thinking about just, like, how to tweak, how to win. It's never like, Oh, poor me. It's like, how do we, you know, pivot and execute, which yeah. obviously that's why you're a good businessman and, and continue to, to pivot and make things work. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think like, and I, and I probably said this before, like this business, I think that's why, you know, whenever I've met with um, people in the past that like wanted to, whether they wanted to invest or, um, or partner or like you know any sort of like business endeavors joint venture type situations like that was something they would always like say like well you're a visionary creative founder like you're gonna get bored with this and <laughs> you know like you're gonna wanna you're gonna want you're gonna be done with this soon and I and I and I, and I like sat with the first time I heard I heard it a couple times in one week it was like the first time I heard it and I remember I was like I sat with it, you know, and I thought about it like, no, dude, it's not like, I'm not bored with this at all because it's like, it's this ever morphing problem. It's like every time I'm like solving something, there's something new to figure out, you know? So it's really like keeps me engaged and challenged and excited. You know, I love like what we do, you know, like the the products that we create and and the people we serve, the people we employ, you know, everything's great about it. No, it's funny. I think I heard that. I can't remember what book it was. I read it in a book, I think, where it said like, you can be successful in business when you, when you stop worrying about the money and you just get obsessed with what you're selling and solving problems. Because that's all yeah. business really is. It's just, you're just a professional problem solver at the end of yeah. the day. And then luckily if your problem is solved, it turns into more money, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. what you're doing all day. Yeah. Day. Right. Ideally. I will say, I, I said to my wife, I talked to uh, one of my, uh, oh, what would I call him? I guess frenemies 
form former frenemies. Okay, like there's yeah. a, there's a couple of there's a couple of competitors where I'm friendly with the uh, with the owners. Oh, or founders. interesting. Yeah, and um and one of them I I and we, and we'll just like we don't talk regularly. You know, we 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 help <laughs> each other. It's like very, it's, it's interest. They're interesting. Well, you're, because you're, because like, you're both in the same world. So like, yeah. So like, like, like we'll, we'll you. yeah. If we're, if, if we're facing an issue with like city or health department, like some sort of something with that, like ah. we're all on the same team, you know, if it's, uh, it could, it could be like a distributor issue or an ingredient that we're having a problem with or bottles or something, something like that. Like we'll help each other out with like sourcing oh, that's cool. or, or like yeah. piggyback each other's orders. So we don't have to order like a whole thing from this guy. I just need a case of ginger dude, you know? So, yeah. um, and, and, but we check in with each other, you know, not regularly, but like maybe every like six months or something on average. And I called one of them um, just maybe a month ago just to see what was up. And because I had heard, that one of the other guys was opening up a shop near this guy's. And uh, ah. so I called him to see what was up. And he's like, well, you obviously haven't heard we sold. And I'm like, no, I didn't hear that. He's like, yeah, man, like we sold, we got a pretty good, we got a pretty good uh, multiple. Like we're, we're feeling pretty fortunate, you wow. know, like, and, and super relieved. Cause this guy like had several businesses and he would always say, he's like, dude, this company like it makes the least money and it's like by leaps and bounds the hardest, you know? And yeah, uh, oh, so he just wanted to get out anyway. Yeah, we and we like we the the conversations with these guys they always go like into like this like I don't want to say pity party, but we do kind of like laugh about like how you know how much shit we've got to deal with and figure out and, and <laughs> solve, you know. And uh, and he was and he was talking. He's like, yeah, it's like I, I find like I don't even know what to do with myself. It's like I'm so programmed to be like checking sales on my phone all day long. I'm like, dude, there's no one more obsessed with than me and i was telling my wife i'm like i was telling her about this i'm like yeah we started talking about like that like habitually checking sales like 100 times a day for every day for seven years like that's fucking traumatizing yeah dude. like yeah. i'm fucking damaged from oh, that you so know? you like, can like see it on your phone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah man yeah. like i mean that's it's like it's definitely like a gift and a curse that we've got like a live scorecard every single day, every moment of every day. Oh yeah. That's tough. You probably can't turn that off. Like you can't no. just like mentally not look right. No, it's hard. You know, like it's, I mean, when it's good, it's like a high you get from it. Like it's sure. probably some, you know, like, like Instagram is or something like yeah. you're getting like a high from it every time you check it. And then when it's, when it's not, then you're, worried and you're thinking like what can we do what's wrong you know like what can we do different oh hey is there anyone that we could cut like do you send someone home early is anyone like are we staying around like is there stuff to do so yeah it is like so it turns into fire drills sometimes maybe too (laughs) kind of yeah it's but yeah it's like when i think about over a seven year span of like how much time it was like that high from yeah. looking at the sales, it's definitely nothing close to as much as it's been like the, uh, I don't know about lows, but just like more like the, the worry or paranoid kind of, kind of sure. like mindset, you know? Yeah. So, no, that makes, yeah. that makes total sense. Yeah, um, so, so we're definitely traumatized from, uh, from our, from <laughs> just, our the, just the nature of being an entrepreneur, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Um, I wanted to also fit in. So I know we're getting towards the end here and we've, we've gone over my, my time. I told you we'd go to, so sorry for that, but this is no a problem, great man. conversation, man. Um, the one, I don't think I was asking these questions, but I've started to with all of the founders I've had on here. Um, that I love asking. I think everyone that's a founder has interesting responses to this. And the first one is, so obviously as you've talked about this whole time, you're doing a ton of different stuff all the time. There's a million different moving pieces. You're also a dad, a husband, so what do you, Nick Boscovich, use to, you know, map out your, your goals to look at like daily tasks? Like what tools do you use to get shit done? Whether that's pen and paper apps. Yeah. What is like, what is the daily, daily task tracking, you know, look like for you? All right. I, I, will, I gotta say that this is, this is probably the most challenging aspect for me because um, it's the, like the way I'm wired my type, I guess I'm not organized. Okay. And, so, but I, but I, but I, I want it. You know what I mean? I want the organizing. It's just like, I have this, I have this like block that makes it hard for me to be the one doing it. Um, so I don't know if I mentioned in our last interview, but um, a few years ago when we, when we were planning to, to build that Ashland location and we had a few other things that we actually like ended up not pursuing 
Um, one of them was uh, was kill shot. We were going to do a, like a natu- national distribution of that, like wholesale oh, wow. kill shots. Yeah. Um, but I convinced her because this is always an issue for me. And like for whatever reason, like physical lists, like with a pen and paper, work way better for me than like a digital, like on a note or a reminder or something on my phone. It's just, I don't know, that doesn't really work for me. Um, but when I had like, I guess because I'm so like big picture minded or focused, yeah. um, I, I actually had to beg my wife to give me the green light on this for, for a few years, but, um, <laughs> she finally agreed to allow me to put a giant glass whiteboard in our dining room. Oh, cool. It was like, um, I think it was six by four. Oh, and wow. That's huge. Game changer though, dude. Like I had it all up there and it was like staring me right in the fucking face every day. You, you know, just, you could just see. Yeah. Like that to me, that was like the best. That was the best move. Um, when we had those tenants move in, they were like, what is this? I'm like, oh, that's what, that was a whiteboard. I can put it back <laughs> up there if you want. They're like, no, we don't want that. No, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So what um, did you do when you left that location? Did you bring a whiteboard or something with you? Yeah. So it, that one is, uh, well, no, no, I'm struggling right now. So that's I'm trying to, I'm trying to lean on my wife, um, because she is very like much more like systematic and like operations minded, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's much more organized. So I, I, I try to like, she doesn't appreciate it, but I do try to like put the burden on her a little bit. Like I need help, you know, like, look at, I got fucking papers coming out of my ears. Like it's like yeah. this like underlying stressor that like anytime I need to find anything, I have to look through everything, you know, like, cause I'm like, if it was, if it was, if I was like a single dude, I would probably just have like piles of things on every flat surface of my house. And like, I would know where it all is, you know, but like, but it, can to anyone like, else yeah. be like, what is no, this? The, yeah, that's, and she'll like, and she's not like that. So like, I'll have things like laid out. Like right now I got, you know, I got three files right here, yeah. four files, checkbook. <laughs> I got like, you know, I got like notepads, planner. I got things mm-hmm. everywhere. And she'll come in she, when she's like organizing. She'll just like put it all in a pile and like put it away. And I'm like, Hey, where's the, where's the file for uh, the Michigan property? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, She's like, I don't, I put everything away. I'm like, oh my God, now I have to <laughs> dig through everything. She's like, well, what's the difference between digging and just searching? I'm like, well, I knew right where it was before. So, yeah. So oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, I'm not great. At, with, I guess I'm not one to, to uh, ask for advice on organization or uh, task. No, you know what's funny though? And I've said this recently. So that is the, mo- I've not, you're my 55th founder I've had on here. You're the, that is the most common by far answer. Like yeah. by far people that are building their own thing is like, their organization styles to not be organized. Yeah. Or, and, and, pen and paper. I mean, dude, and, and honestly, like, here's the best tip, the best advice I give to anybody that's like, seem that resonates with the way I operate. Be self-aware, accept it and surround yourself with people that are very organized. That's Love the that. solution. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Build a team. No, that's great. That's great advice. Right. Um, to build on that. The next one is, I always say source of knowledge, but it could be a book, a podcast, anything for folks listening that you have, that's been like impactful for you that you would recommend to people. You know what? There's a couple of books that I have. Uh, I'm, I'm not like a big reader, but I am, but I do listen. I do like audiobooks. I do podcasts a little bit podcasts. I like, I'm very selective now with those. Um, but there's a couple of books that I, I keep going back to. Okay. Um, one of them is the obstacle is the way. Love that one. I if actually you're, sorry, if you're I in a, read that one. If you're in a stressful period where it feels like the world's against you, you've got some huge obstacles to conquer. Like that book is it kind of it really like helps you quiet the noise and embrace the the suck of whatever you're going through, right? Love that. Um, so that one I've I've probably listened to that book now like I don't even know if like I would say at least three or four times. So the um, audio is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The audio book is good for that one. Okay. Um, I've, I've listened to the ego is the enemy and then stillness is the key. So that's the next one I need to read. Yeah. So the obstacles away. And then uh, Bo Eason um, is the author of a book called there's no plan B for your a game. Oh. Another one that I don't know why that one doesn't get more attention or accolades because it's fire. Like to me, okay. like that Write one, down. that one will turn you into the best version of you. 
for sure. Oh, love it. Yeah, okay. it really is. Like, I mean, that dude's that dude's a beast. He was like a very he was like an extreme underdog that was like ended up being like an NFL star and like he's got a great story, but his but his mindset is something to something to uh something to study, I'd say. He's got love great okay. yeah, great tips in that one. So I like that one. Um and then another one that I that uh that really like put me into like this uh I don't know, this like beast like mindset was um what the hell is the David Goggins book? Oh, uh, uh you can't hurt me. Camp can't hurt me. That was a great. great. Yeah. And that one the audio book is you 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 have to do the audio because he him and the author do a they do like um these like summary or reviews after each chapter. Yes. So you're yeah. getting like their insight or like his like, you know, his insight or hers him like kind of like elaborating on what he was talking about. Yeah. So that's a really good one too. That one for me, I read I listened to that one this year. That one for me was one of those books where um it made me realize how many people never try to like go further or work mm-hmm. harder or accomplish something. Like everyone stops early. Yeah. And the, hearing his story is like, I made me feel like just the thing that stood out was like, Oh, you're just being a bitch. Like you just need to try a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> you man. Know what I mean? Yeah. Go for real. Go further. One more day. One more. Dude, that thing, on that Listening to that book. I was like, I remember I listened to it while we were like in Florida um, for a few weeks. It was when we first had sell. And that shit turned me into a machine, dude. Yeah. I was like running yeah. like further and further every single day while I'd be listening to it. Yes. Great. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I listen, I do these like daily lunges and uh, I've been doing it for almost two years now. And that book I remember listening to it. I'm like, Oh yeah, just, this is, I need to go further. I need to go faster. Mm-hmm. I need to go. It just makes you feel like question, like what's possible, I guess, which that's a great one. So thank yeah. you for those. I'll write all those down. Yeah. Um, the last question and the most important is how can people, follow you and how can people get involved and try high vibe um okay following me uh my instagram is the best way uh the Bosco great follow show. by the way i'm just gonna plug you on that Th- thanks dude yeah i uh i i mean and and my instagram i i uh sometimes i go hard and uh <laughs> and it's and what i what i'd like to what i what i think it's lost in you know in the social media world is that um it's when, when you're, when I'm sharing like a story or a, or even like even a post with a caption, it's um, it, it kind of comes across as harsh, harsher than it would if it was like me speaking, sure. you know, if it was like a video or even audio message. Um, but I mean, I do, I do all that out of like a, I feel a sense of duty, you know, to share like my perspective and to share like, not my perspective, different perspective than, than people are seeing and hearing and reading in the mainstream. So, sure. um, and it's called the Bosco show, not because I love myself, but because although I do was planning to do a YouTube channel and you can also oh, give me a follow yeah. there because I am about to get back on that. But, um, that, that endeavor hit some, hit some, some roadblocks along the way. <laughs> okay. Um, so both, both like professionally and personally. Um, and you know, we're too late in this for, for me to get into it, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get back on that and share what I, what I've been obsessing and hacking yeah, uh, for I the will. last six months, which is EMFs. Um, oh, okay. EMFs have been, uh, for whatever reason, um, my family and I have become extremely sensitive to EMFs and I'm like a walking EMF meter at this point. Interesting. And, um, well, what's can for everyone listening, what's an EMF electromagnetic frequency? Yes. That's what I thought. So, okay. you know, I know everyone, everyone's probably seen the, uh, the 5g towers that are everywhere and it's, it's actually, it's actually easy to blame those things to think like those are like this. We're kind of like, I don't know. That's like the mainstream narrative is like, Oh, five, the 5g, the 5g, the 5g. It's not really those towers. Um, uh, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different, um, sources of, of, uh, dangerous frequencies in our lives these days. Um, and I had, I've had to have, uh, I didn't have to, but I, I had a, a EMF consultant out. Oh, wow. And she came with like 13 different meters to measure all different things. And, and, um, and then I was, I was shadowing her the whole time. So I like learned a lot about it. And then I like applied it to like, because I'm like, I'm like feeling issues, like almost everywhere I go. Like 
like I feel like, oh, you know, there's something here. And um, and I found uh, I had, there were some issues at my in-laws' house and dirty electricity to be specific. And um, and that one's like pretty easy to figure out, but it could be really uh, harmful. So interesting. I don't know. Like I said, that's like a whole rabbit hole yeah, that yeah, like yeah, to yeah, me yeah. deserves a lot of attention, and it's sure. not getting any airplay. I think by design. Um, and then follow high vibe, man, follow yeah. high vibe, support high vibe, support us, support your health all in one shot there. So, uh, that Instagram account is high vibe shy. That's H I V I B E C H I on Instagram. Our website's high dash vibe.com. Uh, we delivered a 60 mile radius of the city. People are, you know, our, the average weight loss from our cleanse is, five to 10 pounds. We've got wow. several people losing like upwards of like 12, 13 pounds in three to four days. So it's a great way to really kick off, uh, you know, to really like turn a new leaf, new season, uh, get your, get yourself a nice reset. And, uh, yeah. and it's, Love and it's a, like, I guess the most underrated, um, benefit of our cleanses is the, is this discipline that you exercise that, that we, we forget that we have I'm sure, and that, yeah. and that really serves you in everyday life far beyond those few days that you're cleansing. Yeah, no, I love that. I will, uh, I'll add the links to all this stuff to the show notes. Anyone listening, check it all out. We'll have it all there. Um, Nick, thank you so much for coming back on my friend. I feel like yeah. we could do another one with all this other stuff for sure. Yeah, man. Well, we'll get around to it. Sounds and, uh, good. I, I appreciate you, Shane. Thanks for yeah, having me on, man. Absolutely, man. And uh, good luck with everything. Stay in touch. And uh, we'll likewise, yeah, yeah, I want to hear about what you've got going okay. on. Okay. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Sounds All good, right, man. Take care. Awesome, man. We'll have a good one. You too.